Hi, friends and listeners. This is another version, another episode of No Filter Media, the Wickham James Strategies and Solutions podcast, where we talk about just about any damn thing that we want to. And the reason we talk about any damn thing that we want to is because there's a whole lot of stuff that needs to be talked about. Some of it heavy, some of it not so heavy. But I'm here with my good friend, Joni Wickham, uh, the co-founder of the organization. And Joni, go ahead, tell them who you are. Hey, everybody. Joni Wickham here, co-founder of Wickham James Strategies and Solutions and the author of the best-selling book, The Thin Line Between Cupcake and Bitch. And today we're going to talk about one of those heavier uh, topics that Sly mentioned. And we are going to talk about personal freedoms. How far should they go? And is it okay for us to have them if they infringe on the rights of others? And in this crazy COVID um, gun obsessed world, um, this is an interesting topic to discuss um, because it seems like uh, the the topic of personal freedoms is just about everywhere. Uh, Sly, what do you have to say on this topic? I think that the mere fact that we have categorized so many things as personal freedoms is a clear indication that we're headed in the wrong direction. Although we do have personal freedoms, our personal freedoms are part of the collective freedom that we have as a country. When we start taking personal freedoms that benefit us individually, but harm others collectively, then we have reached a limit that I do not believe that our system was meant to tolerate. We cannot be good citizens while rec- while acting selfishly. It's just that simple. Being a good citizen requires that we all bear a little bit of sacrifice. We all make a little bit of burden off of each other so that we can all succeed, so that not one person or not one discrete group has to take on more of the burden than they should. So our personal freedoms have become so personal that they've trumped everything else, including common sense and a sense of common commonality with the people that we live with in the city, the state, the country, the community, on the street. Whatever we want to do is paramount, whatever you want. And if it bothers you, that's just too damn bad. And then you come out with an apology. If it offended anyone that I walked around carrying germs and getting people sick, then I truly, well, I wouldn't say truly, but I apologize. I never meant to do that, even though I knew that I would be doing that by doing what I did. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, that does make sense. I always love those apologies that start out with if you were offended because it puts the ownership on the person who was offended, not on the person that acted like an asshole. Anyway, that's just my, my two favorite cents. thing oh. is my favorite thing is with all due respect. Anytime you have to say <laughs> with all due respect, that's like saying I don't respect your ass or what you just said, but I'm going to tell you I do so that you don't get immediately mad when I call you a total and complete bumbling idiot. Yeah, yeah. Also, I don't mean to sound racist. Then yeah. shut up! Don't be racist. <laughs> well, first of all, let's. How do you think that you might sound racist, and why do you feel like you have to give a disclaimer for about to be racist? I know, I know. Um, so, okay, you were just talking about um, the spread of germs, COVID. So, I was seeing this one sports ball player a couple weeks ago. I don't remember who he is or which version of sports he played. I don't know. It doesn't matter. But he was defending, um, what's his bucket? Um, Aaron Aaron Rodgers. Yes, yes. He was defending him. Sports ball. It puts it all in one, yeah, yeah, one category. (laughs) Um, So this this one guy, um, 
was defending Aaron Rodgers for what he did, um, saying he was vaccinated when he wasn't. And he he was on Twitter and saying this is this is a, a personal freedom issue. This is all about us standing up for our personal freedoms. And this guy was a middle aged white guy. And I remember thinking, buddy, wait till you hear what's been happening to women in this country forever. If yeah. you're concerned about personal freedoms now. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I think often um, the issue of personal freedoms um, is kind of a red herring for us doing what we want to do and screw everybody else. It, it's code speak. It's code, it's code speak for screw you. It's my personal freedom not to wear a mask. I ain't doing it. Screw you. Yeah. I don't care what, it's like, I can't breathe. I'm sorry, all the millions of people who wore masks were able to breathe just fine. And and let's go back to the Aaron Rodgers thing a little bit, because I think it's a little bit more nuanced than that. It's not just that he didn't get vaccinated. I don't care. That is a personal freedom. If you don't want to get vaccinated, that's fine. That's your personal freedom. However, the NFL said, if you're not vaccinated, you have to wear a mask at all times. When you go to the press conferences, you have to be in a mask. And you and if something happens, here's the protocols that are going to follow and here's what's going to happen. All right. So he when he was asked early on in the season, were, was he vaccinated? He didn't say yes. He didn't say no. What he said was, I've been immunized. Okay. So he was immunized by taking that horse tranquilizer or horse medicine crap that Rogan uh, practices on the radio and thinks that's immunized. So here's the thing that really bothers me, and this is where the personal freedom comes into play. Personal freedom not to get vaccinated, but if you're not going to get vaccinated, here's what you're supposed to do. He didn't do either. He jeopardized his team. He went to sit out a game that they lost that they needed to win, and now kind of in the way of God saying, here's here's your comeuppance, buddy. Now he's got COVID toe. And that's even worse than, than turf toe. So he's having a real hard time playing now because of having COVID because he tried to run this scam game down. And then he was so bold as to go on television shows all over the place and try and explain himself and like, I'm not going to be part of the woke cancer culture, yada, yada, yada. Well, you know what? Didn't have COVID, bitch. <laughs> you don't want to be woke, you don't want to take it, fine. Then have then have COVID. Then stay away from your team. Hurt your team, take money out of their pockets. Now, we're not just talking about losing games. We're talking about the potential to have more money. So you're going to risk their money because you've got a lot of it and do what you want to do and say screw everybody else. That kind of selfish approach to things pisses me off. Yeah, I, I just think we've taken this whole personal freedom thing way too far um, in this country. I, I completely understand personal freedom to do a whole lot of things, but when um, public safety and public health is jeopardized because of your propensity to want to um, shout to the rooftops about your um, uh, personal freedoms, it's it's just a little too much. Um, you know, I, I don't appreciate that uh, kids have to go through metal detectors in some preschools for people's personal freedom to be able to carry a gun anywhere and everywhere. And that, that happens in this country every day, yeah. all the time. Yeah. It's nuts. Well, it is, but you know, and, and the thing about it is, is that the whole issue of personal and freedom has been so politicized 
that it's just another dividing line. Um, we all like personal freedoms. We all like the freedoms to do what we want to, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that. In fact, there's, there would be something if we did not have them. But there also has to be common sense. You know, it's like, is it my personal freedom to uh, smoke a cigar in a car? i got a personal freedom to smoke. But if I'm in a car with somebody riding down to St. Louis, should I light up a cigar and just puff on it? Probably not. People in there smoking cigars with me, that's probably not going to be something they're going to want to tolerate. But it's my personal freedom. But why would I do that knowing full well that it's going to harm or be annoy at least the other people in the vehicle? So there has to be some common sense that says personal freedoms can wait or personal freedoms can be deferred in order to accomplish the common good as opposed to the personal good. Let's work on the common good. Let's work on something that serves the entire community, Uh, even though it means that I may pay an extra dollar this year on property taxes. If we all pay an extra dollar and we get better schools, is that worthwhile? Is that a good citizen thing to do? Or would it be better if I took my personal freedoms and went out and campaigned my ass off? against it. And and I'm leaving out all the other issues about whether or not there's been a good history of using money and all that stuff. I'm just using it as a broad strokes example. But personal freedoms has gotten in the way of uh, citizenship in some respects. Yeah. Um, so do you think we can get back to common sense? Or are we so far gone that it's kind of hopeless at this point? I have serious questions. Um, somebody described it the other way. Um uh, let's see. I think they said I am. Uh, there's a difference between optimism and hope. Optimism, oh, that's optimism thinks uh, indicates that you think it will happen. Hope means that you pray it does. I'm more hopeful. Yeah. I'm not sure I'm optimistic. Let me say this: I don't think that I see a trend that says we're moving in that direction. In fact, I think I see a trend that says we're moving in the exact opposite direction. And we haven't, it's like being a drunk. You haven't hit rock, if you haven't hit rock bottom, you're probably not going to be asking for help. But when you hit rock bottom, it's painful and it's usually destructive and you have no choice but to ask for help. I think we're drunk and we haven't hit rock bottom yet. Yeah. And as we've mentioned in previous episodes, I think we have so much focus on the I and the me um, that it's hard for us to see the destruction that that. that that perspective is doing to the collective whole. Well, I think people look at everything as a zero sum game. Yeah. If, if you have this, I can't, or if I have this, you can't, that's never been the way it is. That's not the way in the, econ- in the economy, the more people who have jobs, the better off we all are. Not that you took my job and therefore I can't have one because that's nonsense. But, you know, it's kind of like people who've had power, i.e. white males, don't want to give it up without a fight, and they're not going to. So they help perpetuate this us against me as a weism to some extent because it serves their interests. Um, and, and again, I do not paint with a brush so broad that I'm talking about all white guys. I'm talking about all white guys who are assholes and all white guys who are in positions to try to perpetuate lies. But most of the white guys I know are pretty much decent people trying to get the same damn things I want. But when you look at the leadership in this country, you look at the leadership in the corporations, et cetera, uh, you know exactly who I'm talking about. Yeah. 
So when you perpetuate that stuff in order to hang on to your personal power base, then you are not acting in the best interest of the community power base. And that's where I have a problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I hope um, as we kind of march into the holiday season here that people take time to really reflect on um, the collective good um, and how we can all uh, kind of work together um, to cure some of the issues that we, we talk about in this podcast quite a bit, rather than focusing on the, the me and the I um, components of our lives. Well, you know what? I, I hope that they do too. But here's the question I've got. What's going to cause them to start thinking differently than the way they've been thinking now? What, what's that catalyst? Why are they all of a sudden, are they going to wake up tomorrow morning and say, it's Thanksgiving, I need to change the way that I think about things? No. What is going to happen? What has to happen? What external pressure or event has to take place for people to say, holy shit, we've been going about this all wrong? And when's that going to happen? And what's it going to cost? We have reached a point where it seems to me that common sense and logic takes a backseat to the latest rumor on social media or the latest uh, uh, QAnon theory. I mean, frankly, one of my favorites, how many people does it take to go to Dallas to see John F. Kennedy resurrected in order to become the vice president of the United States with Trump? Who in the holy hell would believe that? I'm sorry. What's wrong with your head to think that you're going to raise the dead uh, and and still be a Christian? I, it just doesn't work for me. I'm just saying. Right. But I just and that's why I'm hopeful, but not optimistic, because I do not see on the horizon any stimuli that is going to cause the change in thought patterns. Yeah. So I think this would be a great um, moment to invite uh, our listeners to drop us a line um, on social media or shoot us um, an email and tell us what you think it'll take to reorient this personal freedom um, uh, focus that, that we have um, more on um, the uh, collective good. Um, so look us up um, on LinkedIn, Twitter, Facebook, um, and let us know what you think. Cool beans. Thanks, everybody. You might even want to think about doing a little short article about that, kiddo. Maybe. That's a good yeah. idea. I like the way you think. I want I, I want to make sure that this is recorded. Anybody who hears this, please save this snippet and send it back to me. That's very good. I like the way you think. I need to hear that more often. <laughs> Because my ego is very bruised and tender. Yes, we can see that. Yeah. Thanks, everybody. Bye.